0: so scary won't let them bury me that's why i keep my 30 i shoot like carry
2: and boy i'm getting money i'm getting money uh-huh welcome back to don V fridays man after after a great performance by the virginia tech hokies they went out there they beat the number 10 team in the country albeit it was north carolina it's been a lot of victory laps on the timeline. It's been a lot of hot takes and lies and truths and everything. We got all that for you, man. Drift, how you living, my boy?
0: I'm doing great, man. After a win like that, I I feel awesome. Uh it's just looking down the schedule is kind of what I'm starting to do now after after celebrating the win. So yeah. excited. Yeah. Excited to excited yeah. to recap last week. But uh, you know, we got a we got another game coming up this weekend on against Middle Tennessee. So we're gonna get to that later, but uh super excited.
2: Yeah, the funny thing about that is we've been celebrating so hard. I ain't even going to say we. It ain't been me. But a lot of people have been celebrating this shit so hard, you forget we got a goddamn game on Saturday. But uh, before we get started, y'all already know, Spotify Green Room, it's a live audio-only sports talk platform. You can link your Twitter. You can join leagues. You can talk to athletes, insiders, fake Adam Schefter's real Adam Schefter's it's all over there um like I said you can link Twitter you can join leagues all you fantasy people out there all you fantasy football players hopefully uh NFL season starts to Tomorrow, I hope y'all motherfuckers had a draft already, <laughs> I and mean, I hope y'all use Spotify Green. If you if you draft tomorrow, that's if you drafting tomorrow, that's crazy. If you listen to this on Thursday, the season starts today. That's crazy if y'all are drafting, but hopefully everything was done via Spotify Green Room. You can get it for free io at the iOS App Store. Yeah, anybody drafting tomorrow is fucking crazy. Like I get it. You want to wait get the preseason injuries and shit, but Jesus, <laughs> you play, you play fantasy.
0: Yeah. But I have a, uh, I have a dynasty league, so it goes, it goes every year and then we just, we just draft uh, the rookies every, every year. So um, that's pretty fun. Cause then I, I feel like it's more of a build rather than like, sometimes I do fantasy and then my star player gets injured and it's kind of a, kind of sucks, kind of a wash year. So I think the, the dynasty is a little more fun cause it's a little more strategic.
2: Yeah, you can't just fuck around and you you can know, take more. Movies, yeah,
0: you can take more risks too.
2: Matter. Yeah, I a... fantasy, I only played fantasy one season. That was a I was in high school a long time ago. I was in a sports marketing class, and we used to play fantasy. And they, my teacher uh taught us how to play. I never played it again, but uh it, the draft was fun as shit because we we had the draft in the classroom. And we had a commissioner, and he he had to read off all the picks and all that shit, and that was dope. But uh,
0: drafts are always the probably the funnest part of the
2: fantasy. The whole thing, the draft draft is the funnest part. The draft was lit Uh, because everybody
0: thinks their team is sweet afterwards. Everybody thinks they had the best team.
2: Right. Shout out to Quan for drafting a quarterback first. Now I don't (laughs) play a lot of fantasy, but I fucking know you don't do that shit.
0: Nope, you do not do that (laughs) shit. You do not do that shit. (laughs)
2: You gotta get you an Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, or so. But uh, yes, sir. <laughs> well, back in the days, Adrian Peterson, I remember Adrian Peterson was a fantasy god back in the days. Like
0: Jamal Charles was a monster too.
2: Jamal Charles, yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's running back. I know running backs don't got a lot of value in real life, but in fantasy, shit, let a running back get an ACL tear. T- Twitter act like somebody dad.
0: Yeah, no, it's B- true. Backs. You can, I mean, there's there's a solid like three receivers on every team that are viable, but then there's only like one running back a team that you can use. You know what I mean? And then some teams rotate running backs so much that you can't even really take one. Like it's kind of hard to pick a San Francisco running back because they rotate them so much, as opposed to like Derrick Henry's going to get the ball half the time they're on offense.
2: Right. Yeah, when well, San Francisco they don't rotate the motherfuckers, just be hurt. <laughs> <laughs> they take times on the injured list. Yeah, it's facts. Virginia Tech, Friday night, September the 3rd, it was a, I don't want to say a historic night because we had to be top 10 teams before, but the North Carolina Tar Heels, led by Sam Howell, has been hopeful, walked into a buzzsaw. They lost the game seventeen to ten, and um, it was a historic performance by the defense. Um, let me let me put some respect on the defense's name: Mamari Barno, of course, uh, Norrell Pollard, the, the, the DBs Jermaine Waller, Jamari Connor, um, Amari Chapman, Amani Chapman. Hey, let me put some respect on Amani Chapman's name. Amani Chapman, if you listen to this podcast, I slandered you on this podcast before, I'm pretty sure if I haven't. <laughs> I did too. You got slandered on here, my boy, but we got to give you your praise. If not for if, if not, you know, for life for last week. You showed up, my boy. You get a game ball. Uh, Chamari Shamari Connor. I've slandered your ass against North Carolina. Thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> you get a you get a game. <laughs> You get a game ball, my boy. Um uh, uh Dorian Strong. Dorian Strong, you get a game ball, my boy. Way the ball out. And last but not least, Amari Barno, the one person I've been lying about for two seasons. Amari Barno is, without a doubt, the best player on the defense. Yeah. You get a game ball. What's your take? What, what, um, what's your take?
0: This is kind of what I – Expected from this game. Uh, I I had said that if Virginia Tech won, it'd be something like this low scoring where the defense plays well. And uh when we had the Suns on, they asked, What are we most excited for? And my answer to that was the defense and Justin Hamilton to see you know what they look like this year. And I thought I don't think they could have played a better first game uh for this season on defense. Um, one of the things that stood out to me though is I remember Virginia Tech struggling heavily against running quarterbacks. Uh, there was a lot of games where running quarterbacks would just take over and the defense wouldn't adjust. Um, one thing that I noticed is Justin Hamilton put Amari Barno in sort of a spy position as soon as Sam Howell started running around and it just completely changed the game. I think like it, it went from Sam Howell picking up yards on third down to not being able to do that and freaking out. And then I think that was probably one of the best calls that Justin Hamilton had was doing that. Um, I think Nasser Peoples played a great game as well. Shout right. out to him towards ACL last year, I think. And he came back. Um, I wasn't even expecting to see him because I thought it was going to be Tay Daly and Devin Hunter. Um, I thought Tay Daly played okay as well. I thought the the pass, inter, pass interference for Tay Daly, I thought that was weak as hell. I don't think that was pass interference at all.
2: Yeah. Like he has the right to go get the ball too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think he jumped it perfectly. I, I think that should have been a pick if anything. Yeah. Um, but I thought I thought it was a great game. I was I, the one thing I thought that like when the game started, I felt like it was behind because we were watching tennis and then it cut straight into enter Sandman and it was like late. Mm-hmm. There was no pregame. It was it was weird from ESPN. I don't know why they did that. whole like US Open shit beforehand. I thought that was terrible, um, but it was awesome to see Virginia Tech in all orange and beating North Carolina. Um, I think the offense needs some work. Especially in the second half, but other than that, I think it was a great
2: performance. It was a it was a legendary performance from for Jay Ham and the defense. And let's be clear, Jay Ham took a lot of bullets this offseason. And his, yeah. his job ain't done. This don't make him safe or money or Teflon or nothing like that. But he took a lot of heat in the offseason. There was that shit show of a day where He was on Twitter and he was he kind of came at the Frank administration to kind of defend the Fuente administration. And we all know what happened there, but for him to come out and and let me be clear, he put his DBs in man coverage, not that zone shit we was doing last year. Yeah. But he put his DBs one-on-one coverage and he let his dogs hunt and he said Amari Barno. Just don't just don't let Sam do no freaky shit outside the pocket, because we had the pass rush all night. Now UNC has an offense similar to ours, where everything kind of goes off RPO. So a lot of times the quarterback can't hold the ball in his hands and that type of off. It has to come out quickly. Right. So if the receivers aren't open, this is when you get these illegal man downfield calls and. Uh, you get these sacks because the the you got the uh offensive line and kind of a purgatory like they can't run block but they can't sit back and pass pro either they're just kind of eh, yeah
0: and they don't really know they, either they, cuz they're looking downfield yeah
2: yeah so they, i don't know i don't i lost count of the illegal man downfield calls they might have had 3 or 4 maybe more than that but um yeah i just think they i think Ham. And in this defense had somehow he he had he second he was second guessing all night he was yeah. second guessing he was holding on to the ball he was trying to do a little bit too much and I I don't know which analyst says this but it happens to Hasman hopeful quarterbacks and Hasman hopeful running backs all the time you cannot win the Hasman on one play. Mm -hmm. You got to play You got to play the game within the game. Whatever made you a has for hopeful, do that because looking and looking and looking and holding the ball or if you're running back, you're trying to bounce outside sometimes instead of getting the 10 yards or whatever that's there. I think a lot of people get caught up in their own hype. Not saying Sam Howell's overhyped. I think he I think he was a great quarterback that we 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 confused him. Yeah, I and think he also benefited
0: from some of his like elite talent at
2: receiver and running back over the past couple of years. And uh I gotta I gotta yeah. eat crow on that because I saw it, and I think I even said it on here that oh they've been recruiting and, and Josh Downs Josh Downs look good. Josh Downs is gonna be special, but maybe the Bo Corrales loss was bigger than it was you know i kind of downplayed it, like ah, they got other receivers but uh yeah and i i stand on what i said when i say that we caught north carolina at the perfect time because if we played them any other week we probably lose by 30 but we got we caught them first lane stadium motherfuckers was deprived they had her in the same man in two years it was wearing orange. It was super fucking emotional. Yeah, the perfect The place atmosphere. was going perfect atmosphere. It was the perfect storm. We've been saying this for months. Yeah, that they was walking into the perfect storm. That if it was any time we was we could beat them, it would have been week one. So right.
0: I, I this game I think is huge, and I think what it also does for Virginia Tech season is. Now, when you look back to the UNC win, um, you know, if UNC is still good and and bounces back, which I think they will, it's going to be hard to see the Virginia to see Virginia Tech lose other games. Like if we if Virginia Tech loses to Boston College, it's going to feel a whole lot worse because we know they can beat teams like North Carolina. We know they can play at that high level. Um, So I think now all the expectations are exponentially higher because North Carolina was considered by many to be the best team on this schedule. Uh, maybe outside of Notre Dame, I guess that's to be determined, right. but I still think Notre, I still think North Carolina is going to end up being a better team than Notre Dame just because of their quarterback situation. I think Jack Cohn really can't take Florida, uh, Notre Dame as far as Sam Howe can take UNC. So.
2: Yeah. And Notre Dame plays UNC. So we going to see. Right. But, uh, Let's talk about, okay, so we talked about the defense. We praised the defense. Let's talk about what we didn't like or what we need to see improve going forward. Obviously, Braxton Burmeister had a good start to the game, but as, as their defense made adjustments, the offense got a little conservative. We can go back and forth on play calling, but at the end of the day, Braxton Burmeister was, eh, which we what we thought he was coming into the game. Uh, you go. You what what did you see that needed to improve?
0: Um, I thought the first half was great for the offense. I think the only part of the first half that could have been better was when they got the ball back with like two minutes remaining, and a, okay. I think a couple timeouts, and they could have pushed downfield and like tried to get more points, but they just played conservative, ran the ball, and gave the ball back to Sam Howell. Um, Luckily, they didn't score on that drive that Sam Howell got the ball back. But I feel like that's a situation where you need to put, like, foot on the gas and try to get more points. So I wasn't a fan of that. Also, I think in the second half, I think Braxton Burmeister actually – I think he played fine. I think it was more of the offense just being so conservative. I think they changed the play calling to play like, you know, they were playing more defense on offense rather than attacking North Carolina like they were doing in the first couple drives. And I think yeah. that that kind of like prohibited what they could do. Um, I did think that Tavion Robinson stood out. I think he looks really good. Um, I might go out on a limb here and say I think he's our best receiver. Because um, he, I don't yeah. know, he's just he's just so dynamic. And he, he's really fast, really quick. Um, I like his game a lot. I think Jalen Holston played well. I think he also played well. Um, Raheem Blackshear, though, he carried the ball 11 times for 16 yards for an average of 1.5 yards per carry. Uh, I think that needs to improve. But I think just the play calling, I I really want it to be more – I really want them to attack more rather than playing conservative when they get ahead because I feel like if fans weren't there, if this was last year – Um, and obviously fans are always going to be there, but I feel like fans played a major part. And if you're playing at UNC or at another powerhouse, like you need to keep the momentum on offense rather than kind of just putting it
2: just on your defense. Yeah. The plan not to lose shit. Like it worked. It works now. What are you doing, bro? Like, okay. So you plan not to lose you are not scoring points. This game was begging for Sam Howe like the stage everything was set up for Sam Howe to have a Heisman moment on the road and fortunately the defense kept making plays yeah, all was, the way to the end of the game.
0: I was sweating cuz I, I thought Sam Howe was going to make one of those
2: plays and I just
0: was I was just waiting but for this it to happen. Is the
2: game Virginia Tech should have won by 20. They should have yeah. won this game going a missed field goals, like dumb shit. Fumbles. Yeah, fumble. Keyshawn, Keyshawn King. King. We we'll never see you again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We've been advocating for Keyshawn King at like dog. Keyshawn King fumbled uh at the ODU game 2019. We never saw bro again. Two years later, damn near to the day, he fumbled against North Carolina. We probably might never see.
0: Yeah, I'm just we might hat never hat see dive. Bro
2: again. Yeah, dog. Like, so that's a turnover. Just Braxton Burmeister had a dumb-ass turnover. Just we kept giving them opportunities. But for some reason, the defense held it down. Like, right. I can't complain about the defense at all, definitely.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think they got to use James Mitchell more. I mean, I think he only got the ball, like, two or three times the whole game. Um,
2: yeah, and the and the touchdown he caught, that ball, I don't even think that ball was for him.
0: <laughs> it might not have been, no. But a great catch though.
2: Great catch. Great catch. And he also had to play uh in the flat where he hit like the the, the deadest stop. head <laughs> leg like the stiff arm. Um, that was the slowest stop slash step, and they got two people to whiff. Uh, shout out to James Mitchell, man. Shout out to the I don't like the, the name the governor. Like that's
0: I don't know where that came from, but uh hey. I think Pete Morris made that up. I, it was for the first time I heard it was on the broadcast, so I, maybe I was late to the party, but I didn't. Yeah,
2: I, I, yeah, Pete Morris. P, I think Pete Morris, got, we got to give Pete Morris some credit, man. He got some shit popping.
0: Yeah, shout out Trey yeah. Turner for that, uh, for that catch on the sideline.
2: Shout out to Trey Turner, but Trey Turner, you dropped the touchdown, my boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you trying to get drafted, bro. You can't be dropping them tuddies on. Oh, a it, it, it's money year, bro. You can't be dropping them tuds on money year, bro. We, I'm rooting for you. Okay, uh, hey, come on the podcast. Tell your story. But we're rooting for you. But you can't be <laughs> dropping the money. You can't be dropping the money, dog. Um, Yeah, but the the offense knows that they got to step it up. Uh, we're a run team, I would say. And 127 yards rushing as a team. And you're trying to run the ball. It ain't like we're an air raid team. No bueno, man. I mean, no bueno. That shit ain't good, man. But uh yeah. I, defense, I think I got no complaints. Right, Green job.
0: I mean, I think this is the perfect bounce back game for the offense. Uh, we're gonna talk about the middle Tennessee game later, but um, I mean, I think this is set up to be okay. Well, we saw the defense
2: be great. Now let's see the offense be great, put it together. Yeah, I want to see him put it all together, but you know, kudos. I want to put some respect on Justin Fuentes' name. People think I hate the man, and all that I don't hate nobody. But um he needed to win this game. Yeah. If 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 we had lost, I'd be on here cussing them out, calling him everything <laughs> for the child of Christ. I'd be I'd be on his ass. So it's only right that when he does <laughs> I'm a mirror. When you do well, I say you do well, but when you fuck up, I'm gonna say you fucked up, but uh I want to put some respect on the coaching staff. Uh Ryan Smith. I want to put some respect on Ryan Smith's name. Uh and, and this is a if if we use this as a as a stepping stone, as a building block, it can be the beginning to something more. Yes. What, we, what we cannot do, and we'll get into this shit later, is follow it up with another 17 to 10 win this week.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: that you know be getting to be ranked number 19 in the country I knew we would be 19 that's always the safest place to put Virginia Tech 19 you don't know (laughs) you know you motherfuckers ain't really elite but 19 we always 19 so yeah we're ranked now and nothing is more bad or worse than a ranked Virginia Tech team Jesus Christ! Against a team that they supposed to win, those be the worst Virginia Tech <laughs> yeah, yeah. teams. we we'll get into all that shit.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm man. nervous for this West Virginia game in two weeks. Right now, I'm a little now. I'm like I wouldn't be as nervous for the West Virginia game if we lost. Now I'm like real nervous for the West Virginia game.
2: Right, because Fuente is the man with his back against the wall But he's oh corner, yeah, oh he oh he coming out swinging. Because yeah, because
0: that game. offense under scripted plays was fucking awesome. Those first couple drives.
2: Right. I don't know what kind of hardcore drugs he does. <laughs> man. I, I don't know what kind of drugs Fuente do, but he probably gets high and locks himself stuff in a room and he gets to creating and scripting and all that. That's when he at his best. It's when he comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's when that motherfucker get comfortable. Is when I get bothered. But shout out to the Hokies. Shout out to Justin Fuente. Shout out to all the all the people that went out that showed up, showed out, wore orange, and they was lit and hype and they loved it. And man, motherfuckers was crying it <laughs> This was per this game was personal for a lot of people for a yeah. lot of different reasons. This was a this was a this was personal for a lot of people, man. I want to shout out everybody that showed out. Yeah. All the we had a lot, we had players on the sidelines. Uh uh, I saw to real admins. I don't know if Tremaine came. I think Tremaine, Tremaine was Edmund. there too. Okay, so Edmonds Brothers and uh, the shout out uh Don V Friday's alum, Calp Knowledge, Darius Redman was in the building. Um Juice,
0: juice was there,
2: juice, juice Herbert was there. I think I saw Ricky Walker in the picture. I might I might not. Um
0: it was Christian Darsaw was there too, I believe.
2: Aerosaur was in the building. Uh of course, Bruce Smith. Bruce Smith is at every game, but he was there. Um Dope environment. Heard it was recruits in the building. So just shout outs. Uh it's 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 definitely better to come on here. It's easier to come on here and praise the team than shit on the team. I'm willing to do both. <laughs> but oh yeah, that's the difference between Don Fridays and a lot of other platforms. We'll get on this bitch and we'll air some shit out. You know, we'll do it. But it's better to come on here and give praise and get flowers though.
0: Yep, and the weekend's any better closing,
2: too. any closing. Oh, yeah, the weekend was dope because our shit was out the way. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to watch everybody <laughs> else. But any closing thoughts on UNC before we recap our picks and week one action.
0: Yeah, just uh I mean the last thing I got is shout out Jamari Connor for game-winning interception
2: wearing number 25. That was pretty cool, was too. So so that was also the shout out Shamari Connor. Jamari Connor. Had de- He had demons to exercise. And yeah, Daz Newsom won't play him, But that man had UNC demons he needed to exercise. Because two years ago, he was getting his ass routed up and cooked up all night by Daz Newsom And a game that we won, by the way, we won that game in yeah. fucking 20 overtimes. <laughs> and then last year, he was on his way to getting cooked up. I think he got routed up twice, and then he targeted Sam Howell while he was sliding and got, you know, thrown out the game, changed the targeting rules. Like, we need modified targeting rules, throwing kids out the game for, like, hitting a, a sliding QB. We, we can get into targeting later, but uh, he got thrown out for targeting. So, shout out to Shamari Conner mm-hmm. and catching a game-winning interception after looking like food. In the last two UNC games. And he also had that tackle on Josh Downs that saved the touchdown. Yeah. So so yeah, get your mark on our game ball if I can give given one earlier. Week one action. We started off Ohio State versus Minnesota. Ohio State was two touchdown favorites. I I, I believe they won the game by two touchdowns, exactly. Um Travion Henderson from, from 804, Virginia, had a fucking swing pass. It looked like he ran that bitch 90 miles an hour. Yep. Uh, CJ Stroud kind of struggled, but still put the numbers up. Chris Olave is probably the best receiver in the country, or one of. And Garrett Wilson's uh, the second. And Garrett Wilson's the second, or one of. Um, prayers to Muhammad Ibrahim uh, uh, out for the season. Had an yeah. Achilles. It looked like an Achilles pop or some shit. It looked like Kevin Durant shit. But he was killing Ohio State before he had his injury. Uh, the rest of the game goes sack, strip, fumble. The Game is over pretty much after Abraham goes down and they get that scoop of score. Mm-hmm. You called it. You said oh, you said Ohio State would beat the shit out of Minnesota, but they would at least cover. They didn't beat the shit out of them, but what was your thoughts of that game?
0: Uh, I think it was kind of like in terms when we talk about Virginia tech having the perfect storm against North Carolina, everything lining up. I think it was also the same thing for Minnesota. I think they had all, their all black uniforms at home versus a, a big team. Um, you know, CJ Stroud's first start, like if they were going to take off Ohio state, it was going to be that game. Right. But it just didn't happen the way it happened for Virginia tech. And they just, in fact, they just lost. So, um, I think CJ Stroud looked kind of bad in the first half. He had that terrible interception where Chris Olave was wide open, probably would have scored a touchdown and they threw it like way behind and um, just kept Minnesota in the game. But I think as Ohio state settled in, they started using some play action, pulling out guards to protect T.J. Stroud. And then they were just bombing it all over Minnesota. So um, second half, they started pulling away. I don't, I think it was just close in that beginning half of the game. I think Muhammad Ibrahim, kept it close but it kind of sucks that he's out now um but that was probably minnesota's biggest game of the season
2: right um like i say ohio state covers they play oregon this week we're gonna talk about that yeah. in a few same they spread
0: get, too same spread against oregon that they had against minnesota
2: same spread uh fox big noon kickoff uh we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. You also called... I got to put some respect on your name. <laughs> you said Charlotte would beat Duke. Not, uh, you know, Duke wouldn't cover the spread. I think Duke was favored by six points or some shit. You said Charlotte would upset Duke. Char- and and I said, it's fucking crazy for a P5 school to go on the road at G5, little brother, yep. and... Charlotte beat Duke. I even though I said that shit was stupid, I said Duke would win and cover. They did not. I was wrong. <laughs> you got this one completely right. Um, it now was it because it was Duke or was it because it was Charlotte? Because I didn't watch one snap of that game, but did you have a hunch because Duke I just think, some shit, I, yeah, or? I think it
0: was more Duke's just some shit more than Charlotte is gonna do anything? But shout out Charlotte, they were uh they celebrated pretty well and uh they played it, they played a really good game too. It was going back and forth and they stuck it out and, and won the game. First, I think it's their first power five win as a program, which is huge for them. But I think if it's gonna come to any at anyone, it's gonna come against Duke, um, or a Kansas. But uh I like or we Virginia talked about, yeah, or, <laughs> or Virginia Tech. If they were in Virginia, would it would be Virginia Tech. Uh, but yeah, going to, going on the road to in-state little brother like that to start the year as a team Crazy. that's bad. Like Duke is just a recipe for disaster. And I don't know. I just thought, I just thought it would happen. Um, so shout out shout out Charlotte for that. But Duke is Duke's in some scary hours right now. I, I think Duke might only win like two or three games this year, if that. And hopefully yeah. it's hopefully
2: yeah,
0: what a, <laughs> they, they, it's not against Virginia Tech.
2: <laughs> not a, that shit better be a stat game. Yeah. Alabama beat the shit out of Miami. I don't even think we was trying to name how bad it was. It was only forty four. It was only forty four to thirteen. It could have been much worse. (laughs) Nick Saban called the dogs off pretty much. They were playing backups in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Um, we don't got to talk about that game too much. All I want to say about this game, obviously, Alabama covered beat the shit out of Miami. Is those type of losses Alabama does this? Our friend, our good friend Ricky, Donfe Fridays alone, can't had a stat in the Nick Saban era. Every team that played Alabama the first week, and you know, Alabama does a lot of Chick-fil-A kickoffs and yep, you know, neutral site games. They don't really start with cup kicks, they normally do a non big non-conference game. No team Mind you, they beat everybody. <laughs> they beat everybody. Let's get that out of the way. The <laughs> undefeated in the Nick Saban era. Um, but no team would go on to win a conference, a national championship, or a new year six bowl. That mean that includes Virginia Tech twice, obviously. Uh they beat the shit out of USC one year against Miami team. They slaughtered Duke. Slaughtered Duke one year. Uh, Louisville. They normally normally like to punch up on ACC teams, but I think they had a couple openers against Penn State. Whoever they victim is week one on a neutral field or whatever, that team normally goes on to not win their conference, not win a Natty, not win a New Year's Six Bowl. And for those who want to say, because somebody's going to do it, Virginia Tech won the Chick-fil-A Bowl, which is now the Peach Bowl the peach bowl chick-fil-a bowl it was not considered a elite bowl it was the under it was a second tier bowl when we won the chick-fil-a bowl against tennessee that was a new year's eve bowl it wasn't on new year's day it wasn't in january so mm-hmm. don't nobody try to fucking well actually me you would look dumb as hell that'd be celebrating like yeah stay off t-
0: stay off their
2: yeah, Tennessee, like celebrating Tennessee. Mind you, that was a decent win. Eric Berry was on that team, but that was not a New Year Six Bowl. That was the Chick Fil A Bowl. So don't do that. Yep. Tulane versus Oklahoma. I think we both had Oklahoma crushing Tulane. Tulane was misplaced and misguided, and Hurricane Ida. and the game was re re uh re, not rescheduled, but relocated. Uh, relocated and. Oklahoma almost lost.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not a good starting week for uh, the Heisman hopeful quarterbacks, Spencer Rattler and Sam Howell. I think Rattler played a much better game than Howell, but uh, Oklahoma just – Oklahoma was supposed to have this revamped defense that was going to be great and help them now win a natty, and that was a terrible opening game for them to let up 35 points. Terrible. Also, Tulane was in prime position to make a comeback and win that game, and they got stopped like half an inch short of a first down on fourth down. So that could have been way worse for
2: Oklahoma. It could have been way, 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 way worse. (laughs) Uh, This is a game which was also a toss-up. Georgia versus Clemson. You had Georgia. I had Clemson. Clemson loses 10 to three. No offensive touchdowns in this game. Yep. What's your take? Uh, It was,
0: I don't know. I I think this game is a win for Georgia. I think Georgia's defense is probably one of the best in the nation, right by Alabama's. Um, I think DJ was kind of, uh, I think he was some shit. I think he was just struggling in the pocket. And the one pick that he threw was against it was against like an all-out blitz. And uh, he threw like – he didn't even like audible the play through right into a slant route. And like those type of plays, if he would have just waited a half second longer, that's probably a touchdown rather than an interception. So it was just a bad game for him. I think Clemson probably still ends up making the playoffs. They probably steamroll everybody else in the ACC. But um, I think
2: George's defense is insane, though. Yeah, Georgia's defense was on one all night. But Clemson's defense, I've been hearing a lot about Georgia's defense, but Clemson's defense, they also didn't give up no touchdown either.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's facts.
2: Uh, Clemson's defense, uh, I think Brian Brice got hurt. Um, I don't know what his status is going forward. That'll be a huge loss. That's one of the best D, D linemen in the country. Yeah, but, I thought um, going into that game, Brian bercy was the best player on the field. Right. But – um. Clemson Clemson ain't dead in the water. They've dropped to number six. But only thing this loss does to Clemson, I think if Clemson beat Georgia, everybody in the ACC could have been happy. Like, okay, we can yeah. catch these both. It's over with for the ACC. If anybody in the ACC think they're they getting a win off Clemson, that shit is dead now.
0: Yeah, and that's back-to-back. Clemson to back
2: has AC's... to beat everybody by 30, 40 points.
0: Yeah. And that's back-to-back Clemson losses to SEC teams. Or wait, no, they, they lost to Ohio State, was it, last year. So uh, back-to-back big games that they just lost. And Clemson's
2: offensive line
0: also looks pretty bad as well. Um,
2: they definitely struggled uh, against Georgia mm-hmm. and Ohio they, State.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, Clemson doesn't turn out offensive linemen like the Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia's do. And Clemson's right. up in that tier along with them, but – it, I think the offensive line is starting to become a problem for Clemson. And it might it might hinder them if if they drop a game. If they drop a game in the future, it might yeah. be because of their offensive line.
2: All right. But we don't got to worry about that. I don't even got Clemson scheduled in front of me. But trust and believe you me, they're going to be dropping 80 on everybody else. Yeah. Including the Coastal Champion, whoever that may be. Another close game that was basically a, a toss-up. Penn State versus Wisconsin. You had Wisconsin. I had Penn State. Penn State pulled it off. Um, huge win for James Franklin and company. I do even take Steve Clifford and boys on the road. It's something about Wisconsin quarterback play that's always stinky. Yep. <laughs> Outside this, of Russell Wilson, of course. Yeah, and, he, and this was supposed to be their
0: best quarterback that they've had recently. I mean, he's been getting all the right. hype. yeah uh, and this is his year 3 and you're supposed to like make a jump in Wisconsin's system in year 3 as a quarterback and that it just didn't happen. Also his mistakes were like the worst mistakes at the worst time. He had like three fumbles and they were on handoffs to the running back and like how do you right. how do you fumble handoffs as a Wisconsin quarterback? That's that's all you do. That's like 90% of what you do is hand off the ball.
2: That's the job. That is the job. But uh yeah, Penn State got it. Penn State got it done for me. I wasn't a complete liar this weekend. Some of my shit was <laughs> on for. Me. Speaking of lies, UCLA beat LSU by 11 points.
0: That was a lie for me. I thought I thought you, I thought LSU was going to slaughter UCLA, honestly. Um, UCLA won in a weird way, too. They were running the ball most of the game. Running the ball. Zach Charbonnet said, had like 117 Zach Charbonnet yards.
2: was E and Zach Charbonnet might be the Khalil Herbert of the transfer portal for this year because he has. You know what's crazy about Zach Charbonnet? He don't even fit Chip. You know when you no, think he Chip doesn't. Kelly, you thinking you know pinball running backs. You know small, speedy running backs that hit the hole and go and get eighty yards of carry. But uh, Zach Charbonnet is kind of like a Khalil Herbert type back, like a zone yeah. scheme back, a, a little tough taller. Back. Taller, um, great vision, knows his cutbacks. Uh, shout out to Zach Charbonnet. But,
0: um, also, can we talk Coach about o. how uh, Zach yeah. Charbonnet looked mediocre at Michigan and Chris Evans was completely useless at Michigan, and now Chris Evans is, like, looking awesome in the NFL and Zach Charbonnet transfers and looks great. So I think something might be up with Michigan. You're your the, running so you're
2: starting the dialogue on Harbaugh.
0: Uh, not, maybe not Harbaugh, but uh, – I'm not a Michigan fan. Coach. I'm not he an offensive off- coach. Yeah, you're you all right. Not hey, a Michigan start, fan. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah,
2: hey, you start hey, start the dialogue on his ass. It, I mean, I was a 49er fan that, you know, Harbaugh used to be my coach, but he moved on with his life, you know. Well, but hopefully they beat the to shit coach out of o.
0: Washington this week, or else that's going to look out. pretty bad.
2: Shout out to Coach O. Uh he he said something about a sissy blue shirt and nobody got out nobody got outraged. Nobody got outraged about the sissy blue shirt. Uh <laughs> coach O is gonna be this generation's Gene Chiswick to win a natty and get his ass fired about two years later. Um I think the magic is definitely about to wear off. They're about to be like, all right, bro, uh K ass. Yeah,
0: it'd be funny if he gets fired this week because he's playing uh, McNeese State and his son is the co- is the
2: quarterback. So if yeah, his son Josh. gets him fired, that would be hilarious. That would be poetry in motion. Uh, Texas, I called this one. I said Texas would dominate the Raging Cajuns. Um, I had Texas as well, yeah. Texas was going to dominate the Raging Cajuns because – no matter what, how great people might think Louisiana and Cajuns really is, Texas is built different. Texas is one of those teams like Miami uh, where, like, even when they're down, they got more talent than the G5 and uh, a lot of other schools. Now, obviously, playing Bama, Miami looked like a high school team. Yeah. But Miami has the talent to whether it's at Miami plays App State this week. Miami's going to beat the shit out of App State. Like people might think App State is a good program, decent program, all this shit. It's different. Those teams always have the talent. Sometimes the culture might be fucked up. Sometimes the coaching might be fucked up. It'd be different reasons, but they right. always got, when they're when the teams like that are motivated, they can beat up on G5, even the best G5. Um,
0: yeah, B. John and, Robinson looked great too.
2: Right. Definitely had over 100 yards and things of that nature. And the the game that everybody was watching Sunday night, Notre Dame versus Florida State. I think I had Notre Dame. I think I said it was going to beat the shit out of Florida State. I don't remember what the spread was, but I said whatever it is, take Notre Dame. It was that seven. game was That game was a classic um Jack Cone got the numbers, but Jack Cone looked mid. Uh, I
0: agree. I think – I don't think his – I don't think he – I don't know. I I think most of his passes were like one read and his receivers were making plays. I I don't know if he can sustain that type of play.
2: I don't think he can sustain it either. Um, A lot of people were were cheering for Mackenzie Milton. Obviously, he came off the horrific injury. Uh, Shout-outs to him. But uh, Florida State could not, you know, pull it out. I think I think by the end of the game, people were rooting for Florida State. Because at the beginning of the game, I was reading Twitter, and a lot of people were just getting jokes off. Oh, Florida State look like some shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the fuck is Norvell doing? But by the by the fourth quarter, it was like, you know what? These motherfuckers can do it. And, and it's funny <laughs> to see people. It's funny to see people root for Florida State as like a little engine that could team. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't even fathom that shit. I grew up in the 90s where Florida State was Bama. Like, they were Thanos. Like, oh, my God. Sick of these motherfuckers. And now to see people, it come full circle and people are cheering Florida State. Like, oh, you can do it. <laughs> and it, it's just funny how life yeah. is.
0: I think a lot of yeah. that was for the Mackenzie Milton stuff because he came back. He came That's in true.
2: when they were down 18 and, and brought him back. That is true. And um, I said this. I ain't, hey, I'm going to bring up my lies. I'm going to bring up my truths. When we did the All-ACC team, I did say Mackenzie Milton is going to end up being at least the fourth best, which means that would make him honorable mention, All-ACC. I did say that. Uh, somebody pulled the tape. <laughs> um, and Louisville, I did not even watch more than one quarter of this game. Louisville – Versus Ole Miss, Uh, Lane Kiffin had the clap. He did not have COVID. Lane Kiffin got the clap (laughs) for gonorrhea, whatever the case may be. He couldn't coach the game. He was at the same whole house that fucking Hugh Freeze, you know, set up in Tampa, caught the clap, could not coach the game in Atlanta. Um, Matt Corral looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country country like that offense is deadly is deadly but um I think we both had Louisville getting their ass kicked uh Louisville's not a good team
0: yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Corral ends up in the first round next year's draft class right that's I mean like he he very well could and he looks like top two quarter I think I put him and Bryce Bryce Young in the same tier in, in the SEC um He's just so – he's so good, and he, he can get out of the pocket. He makes every throw, so uh, right. And he they're going to be fun to watch. So,
2: that offense looked so efficient. Yeah. It looked it – looked, and I only watched like a half of it before. I was like, okay, you don't need something else to do. But from what I watched, they just looked like – everybody runs no huddle. Like, right? Everybody runs no huddle. Everybody runs these up-tempo offenses. But they shit just looked efficient. Yeah, it looks smooth. I think it, it looks slow, so smooth. Like like he'd been doing the shit his whole life of <laughs> yeah. that
0: offense. Yeah. And and Louisville looked equally as bad as they look good on Louisville offense. Is some
2: shit. Louisville is
0: some absolute shit. Garbage. That's why the game yeah, was they, hard to watch. You could watch Ole Miss on offense all day, but then right. Louisville gets the ball and it's so bad that it was just
2: unwatchable. And mm-hmm. It looked ass. Uh your guys, not Western Michigan, Central Michigan played Mizzou. They didn't really get killed. No,
0: they were they were in it for a while. Uh, it was tied fourteen to fourteen for a minute, and then Mizzou started to kind of pull away. But uh, yeah, man, Central they played pretty well. I'm going to the game this weekend. They play Robert Morris. Probably gonna beat the living shit out of Robert Morris. But uh, Mizzou—that's more. And Mizzou probably is one of the worst teams in the SEC, though. So it's not saying a whole lot. Yeah,
2: but it's still a team in the SEC. Yeah, and Mizzou is a football team. Like it ain't Vanderbilt where they're in the SEC for academic purposes and they just happen to be. Mizzou still gets, you know, D one caliber, you know, P five caliber players. They're flipping off fucking players. Yeah. So while Mizzou might not be one of the best in the SEC, they still get. SEC caliber players might not be the elites, but they got they as I said. Yeah, they, they got Xavier.
0: They got Xavier Simmons. <laughs> they
2: flip our shit. So shout out to Mizzou. Oh, uh, is it any other guy? I think we said I think we picked Western Michigan to get the ass kicked by regular Michigan. Oh, the
0: one thing one game I do want to bring up that we we didn't talk about this one, but uh Washington lost against Montana, and nobody saw it either. Uh, I didn't want right. to like, hear about it till Sunday, and now Washington is going to Michigan on, and, and that's the big night game for this week.
2: So, right, way to you know, way to, uh, way to fuck up week two. Yeah, they <laughs> lost, and they
0: lost thirteen to seven. Like, how do you only put up seven points against an FCS team?
2: Seven points versus FCS. That's why Chris Peterson got the fuck out of there. <laughs> he said, "You know what, my my health is too bad."
1: find love at first drive and start shopping now at carmax.com carmax the way car buying should be
2: this yeah and, and and washington normally got a nice little team but yeah they were right the brakes damn speed of brakes let's move on before we get into week two and middle tennessee state spotify green room once again spotify green room and also uh Sportsdrink.org. The, the website is live. It ain't just Don Fridays over there. It's dozens <laughs> of other shows. It's live shows. Uh, like I said, I got a profile over there. You can find every episode of Don Fridays over there. Uh, SportsDrink.org. Shout out to my dog Andrew. But uh Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform. You can talk to athletes, uh, insiders, fans. People don't want to be fans no more. Everybody want to be insider these days. But it's fans over there too talking, hosting mm-hmm. rooms. Uh, you can link your Twitter. You can join leagues. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's. I'm pretty sure there's going to be betting rooms going up. NFL starts the day you're listening to this Thursday. Uh, so yeah, all my all my betters, all my gamblers. Spotify Green Room, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be talking that money talking there. Um, and it's it's dope, it's dope. So, download Spotify Green Room, iOS store, week two college football. Um, obviously, the, 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 the slate isn't explosive, yeah. Slate as, uh, in week two
0: is always kind of bad.
2: <laughs> the slate in week two you get a lot more cupcake matchups. You don't get as many big, big matchups like week one. Week one is like the the window, like, okay, we got to put the titties on the glass week one. <laughs> and, then, and then week two, it's kind of like when you locked up and your girl come visit you and they want to, you know, put the titties on the glass. But then, you know, by the third visit, you know, they already plotting. they escape. They talking about leaving you and shit. That's <laughs> week two. It's, it's when your girl tired of visiting you in jail. But the <laughs> biggest game, you got Oregon at Ohio State. No, Yeah, at Ohio State. The money line, they got Ohio State 14 and a half. Does Ohio State cover?
0: Oh, uh, I think they do. Uh, I think. Oregon looked pretty bad last week. They fell in the AP poll from what they went, they were at nine, they went to 12, something like that. Yeah. Um, Fresno state is one of the better G five schools right now, but I, I think Oregon's quarterback situation is not good. Um, it is at Ohio state it's a noon game, uh, Oregon's on Pacific time. So I, I feel like Ohio state is going to, is going to win this game. I think CJ Shroud is going to kind of settle in this game as well. And, and, and kind of come off of his second half of last week. So I think think uh I think Ohio State wins and they cover.
2: And the most important facet of the game is Kayvon Thibodeau, future first round draft pick for Oregon, probably the best player in the country, one of the best players in the country. Yep. Was in a walking boot. Um, I haven't even heard anything about his status, whether he's playing or not playing. I don't know, but he can't be a hundred percent healthy if he was in a walking boot didn't finish the game last week got rolled up on by one by another lineman or something uh that's something to keep your eye on even if the man suits up he's going up against some big dogs over there and he's not gonna be a hundred percent i probably i probably okay ohio state covers 14 and a half ohio state covers Ohio state covers
0: i think they have i think they have to
2: you got Florida Gators going to play at South Florida. Uh Florida is favored by 28 and a half points. I think I'm gonna jump on that. I think uh
0: yep, me I, too.
2: I, we was talking about, you know, once again, the big dogs going in state to G5. Uh obviously South Florida plays in the NFL stadium they play with the Bucks played. So it's probably going to be a shit ton of gator fans in there being of what kind of stadium it is um i think florida got that i don't i don't think yeah. it's just, i don't think it's cut from the same cloth yeah. as going to charlotte to play at duke or virginia tech going to play at ecu every other year all um, right
0: i u.s south florida lost by like 45 last week to uh to north carolina i mean not north carolina nc state so uh, yeah, All I right. think, and Florida is a much better
2: team than NC State, so I think they're going to
0: they're
2: gonna blow them out. Blow the asses, move out. Uh, Toledo on the road at Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by 17 points. I think that's low. <laughs> <laughs> there that might be something I need to jump on. My damn self, I just started gambling today. I made a FanDuel account. Um, <laughs> first time out, first time gambler. Oh, seriously. But, um, even though I think Jack Cone is mid, um, the talent is not close. Uh, I got Notre Dame covering that. What you got? Hmm.
0: I'm going to take Toledo to cover uh, only because Toledo is one of the best uh, MAC teams, and uh, Toledo is very close to South Bend, Indiana. It's only about two-hour drive, um, and Notre Dame mm-hmm. is coming off of a Sunday night game and they were kind of exposed so maybe uh maybe toledo sticks with them
2: you got Toledo. you got toledo hanging tough okay okay got him hanging we got uab at georgia georgia's a 24 and a half favorite um i got jo- i got georgia covering it uh, I think I think Georgia rides the momentum. I think they put a hell of a lot more touchdowns up this week than they did last week. Yep. And um, I think they get UAB out of there earlier. What you think?
0: I'm thinking the same thing. I think their offense is going to probably come to life this week. Maybe see some more of JT Daniels and see what he can do. So, yep, I got, I got Georgia covering.
2: Open that thing right on up. Texas A&M on the road at Colorado at 3.30 on Fox. Texas AM and 17-point favorites. What you got?
1: Mm.
0: I'm going to say Texas uh, – you know, I'm going to say Colorado covers this game. That's mm. a lot of points, and I'm, I'm just going to say they cover. Uh, they, they blew out northern Colorado last week, but that's not – I mean, that's just northern Colorado. But um, I do believe Colorado's quarterback is – yeah, Colorado's quarterback, Oh, actually, never mind. Northern Colorado's quarterback was Dylan McCaffrey, uh, the former Michigan quarterback, brother of uh, Christian McCaffrey. But um, yeah. I think I think Texas. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think they cover that many points after a big win last week.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm agree with you. I think I think Colorado going, you know, lose by the lose by 14 points, but yeah, 17 is yeah. a lot. 17 it is a lot. Now, the Battle of the Sidehawk Trophy, I think that's what they call that shit. Number 10, Iowa. At number 9, Iowa State. This is probably the biggest game in the history of that rivalry. Or maybe yeah, I'm just ignorant never It is. Never it is. This is the only top.
0: time that uh, that they played each other as both top 10s.
2: Right, because normally, Iowa State, I mean, traditionally, Iowa State was a sorry team. Yeah. But obviously, you know, it's different now. You know, Iowa always ran that State but lately Iowa State been big dog Iowa State went to uh New Year's Six Bowl you know they getting they getting mm-hmm. coverage so number 10 at number 9 in Ames Iowa State four and a half point favorites who you got
0: uh I'm going to take Iowa State and Iowa State played pretty bad against I think an FCS school last week uh let them hang in and barely won. And Iowa played great against Indiana, who's also was supposed to be good this year. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think Iowa State wakes up this game. Uh, this is kind of their Super Bowl as well being Iowa is usually better than them, and it's a home game and it's their biggest season in program history. This is like the only time that Iowa State has ever walked into a season thinking that they're supposed to make the playoffs. So uh, I think Iowa State
2: plays one of the best games and I think they cover. I got Iowa winning. This is this is this is what we like to call old money versus new money. Uh, yep. new money Iowa state is on the cusp on the come up, but Iowa is grandfathered in. It's like going up it's like going up against old money. I think I think Iowa is a little bit more suited suited to handle this type of pressure i would been in these trenches i would played in big games i was been around the block a couple of times i would state still getting their toes wet yeah. in this big time environment so i think i state i mean iowa on the road it's going to be a crazy environment um
0: yeah this is my this is I like the game I,
2: that i want to watch on saturday
0: out of all out of all these games i think this is the game that i'm most most excited to watch i think it'll be the most competitive
2: Right. That definitely. Um, but I, I got Iowa winning that game. We got App State. We talked about this a little bit earlier. We got App State at Miami. The last time App State played Miami, they got their ass cracked. Like 41 uh-huh. to 15 or some crazy shit. Trinidad Brad, Brad Kaya, legend. Uh by Felicia son. Whoop they ass. Uh I, uh, Miami, nine-point favorites. Is Miami covering?
0: I think so, easily. I think
2: Miami wins by probably 25. Yeah, Miami beats the shit out of App State. And, I, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that no matter what's going on with Miami, and they can lose to anybody if the culture is fucked up or the players aren't bought in and yep. all that other stuff, but when motivated... And nothing can motivate you, like, getting your ass bust against Alabama <laughs> the way they did. Yep. They're going to be looking to bounce back in a major way. Uh, Chase Bryce is App State's quarterback. I feel like Chase Bryce has been in college playing for everybody. Um, I got Miami winning the game. De'Eric King is one of the best quarterbacks in college football. I'm not going to let that game against – uh. Alabama deterred me from that. I know the man can play. It's yeah. just fuck. It's Bama. They do that shit to everybody. Yeah, and uh, it was
0: more of a home game for Bama than anything else. I mean, it was in what, Mercedes Benz, and that's right. like they're, that's like fucking six hours. Home. Yeah, it's like six hours from Miami, maybe even more, and as a drive, that's far. So uh I think I think Miami's gonna bounce back in a big way I think Derek King's gonna have a good season either way so I think this is the game that they kind of start becoming a threat and Miami's gonna be the game that Virginia Tech fans are gonna circle as like we have to win this game later on in the season so
2: definitely and 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 I think Miami gonna circle us too yep I agree and depending depending on how if we're having like a train wreck season then no but if we have similar records that could also be a nice little showdown going forward. It might be a coast. might be coming down to the coastal. I think it will come down to the coastal. Georgia State at North Carolina. We talked about North Carolina earlier in the podcast. Uh they coming off of an embarrassing ass loss. Offense look kind of like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Carolina's 26 point favorites over Georgia State. I got, get?
0: I got North Carolina 26-point favorites. I'd take North Carolina at, like, 35 still. um, They just have too much – they have so much to play for, and they're. I think their offense is going to come back. I think Josh Downs is going to have, like, 200 yards receiving.
2: I got Georgia State. Uh, I don't think North Carolina covers this 26 points. They look so out of sorts. They look so out of rhythm. That's one of those losses and one of those offensive performances that kind of yeah it but, make you start tinkering and shit. You start being like, maybe we need to run more or run less. Or make right. Damn, gonna they, I think they're gonna come out and I think for a half, they're gonna be trying to still figure out what they are as a team. They look like a team with no identity last week.
0: Yeah, but at least they at least they're a power five team. I mean, Georgia State lost by 33 against army. They got beat 43 to 10 last week at home. And now they got to go on the road to a pissed off UNC.
2: I heard it. <laughs> I'm saying is North Carolina is going to spend a half trying to figure out who they are, whether they are air raid team an air it out team that Sam, how just do everything or are they a running team again? Right. And I think by the end of the game, they're going to win by. They're going to blow them out. They're going to win by three touchdowns. But that ain't the line. <laughs> that's <is> twenty six. <laughs> so right, I, don't, right. I don't think they. I don't think they cover that. Uh, right. Utah. Utah. BYU. That's a rivalry game. Uh, I don't know nothing about Utah or BYU. I'm gonna just say Utah, because uh, Mike Brewer brother play at Utah. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same. What's the what's the line for that game? Uh is favored by seven.
0: Yeah, I think Utah covers that as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna and, go ahead and take Utah. I don't really know nothing about either of them right now either.
2: <laughs> and, and last but not least, before we get into the main event, Pac-12 after dark, Stanford at USC. USC is 17 point favorites. Keaton Slovis is uh. One of the top quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Stanford ain't what they used to be, obviously. Who you got?
0: You said seventeen point favorites for you USC. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna take USC on that. Uh, Stanford looked pretty terrible last week against a mediocre Kansas State, and they got blown out. So, uh, and this is at USC. I think USC is gonna be good this year as well. So, uh, I'm taking USC to cover.
2: I'm taking USC. I'm, I'm, I think I think USC gonna be looking to do Stanford dirty out there. I ain't gonna yeah. lose you.
1: Mhm.
2: I agree. Now on to the main event of the evening. Even though we played them at two o'clock, Virginia Tech, Middle Tennessee State, Hokies are uh, twenty point favorites. Uh, this is to me. This will let me know if this team is really serious. If we get the fucking around and this game is a game in the third quarter, which means we're only up by, you know, 13 points or 10 points or something. I will hold to my seven wins, eight wins prediction. If this team goes out there and they hang 60 on these boys I might get the line for real, for real, for real. Uh, obviously, I think we both got Virginia Tech winning the game. I don't even
0: think we got it. Yeah, I got them winning. It's just I don't. It's the points. Twenty is a lot of points, and the offense is a lot of points. We didn't exactly see the offense be extremely explosive last week. So, I mean, obviously, Middle Tennessee is nowhere near the caliber of UNC, but I'm. I wanna. I think I'm gonna go ahead and take Virginia Tech uh to cover but i i really think this is going to be the game that we're going to find out what virginia tech's offense is yes
2: because if we look conservative like who have we had in the offense we just played possibly well without a doubt one of our you know biggest two opponents of the season Mm -hmm. so there should be no reason to had the offense this week, I uh, know, yeah, but we got West Virginia coming up. West Virginia know what we want to do. West Virginia know our shit. Like, I want to see, I want to see Tavian Robinson get in the end zone. I want to see Trey Turner get in the end zone. I want to see James Mitchell get in the end zone. I want to see Braxton Burmeister run two of them in. Yep. I want to, I want to see, I want to see fifty points. I want to see a defensive touchdown. Shit, I want it all. That's what I want to see. I want to see the backups playing by the middle of the third quarter. If yeah. I see those if I see these th- if I see these things I'm ready to start lying. I'm ready <laughs> to start talking 10 wins. I'm ready to start talking 11 wins. I'm ready to start talking ACC championship because if anybody's going to get Clemson this year, it's going if anybody going to get Clemson, it's going to be this year. Yep. This is the most beatable Clemson is going to be. And I'm not saying they beatable. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most beatable they're going to appear to be for a yes. while. So if Sp- we go out here against this Middle Tennessee State team and we beat the shit out of them, now I'm ready to – like I'm already, you know, feeling good about the team, but I'm ready to start lying my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> off some real last. What you want to see this game? What you want to see?
0: I want to see Virginia Tech cover that spread at halftime. I want to see Virginia Tech up 21-0 at half. Um, and then in the second half, I want to see a, a lot of players that are in the second team. So I tweeted this out earlier, but I want to see, uh, like, Jaden Payout. I want to see uh, DJ Harvey play. I want to see Keyshawn Artis, um, Jalen Jones. I want to see these younger guys get some snaps in the second half. While we're up, I don't want to have to be playing our starters in the fourth quarter because we're not blowing them out. So that's kind of where yeah. I stand. I want I want to see the I second team. I want to see Keyshawn
2: more. King get a carry. Yeah, like, even Fuente. Mark uh, Marco Lee too. I want to see some of those guys. So Marco Lee, I I want to see Keyshawn King touch the ball one time. Fuente, don't do this shit. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do what you think you want to do. Don't do that. That's nasty. Like, yeah, he be fumbling and shit, but the lack of explosive playmakers scares me. We got big games coming up. Uh, We need to have explosive playmakers. Burmeister cannot be the only person with the ball that was, okay, he can break a run. Uh, We need explosive playmakers with the ball. I love uh, Jalen Holston. But he's not an explosive playmaker with the ball in his hands. I think everybody know that. I ain't breaking no rules with that. <laughs> so that's what that's what I want to see. I want to see us beat the shit out of Middle Tennessee so I can start lying for real, for real. We are also familiar with their quarterback, Middle Tennessee quarterback Bailey Hawkman. We've played him before. He another motherfucker like Chase Bryce that's been around the world and play for everybody. <laughs> um We played against him last year. I think he played for NC State last year. I think that was him. Uh, We know what broke at. Um, So, are you
0: taking? Are you taking VT minus twenty?
2: I'm taking VT minus fifty. Obviously, I live in the state. I live in the state of Virginia. I can't bet on this game, but uh, I'm taking VT. Minus twenty, minus thirty, minus forty, minus fifty. If I could bet on them, I would. But um, that's about it for Don V Fridays, man. We covered week one, week two. Uh, anything you got to say to the people before we sign off?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, hopefully Virginia Tech can keep this moving forward. But uh, we got a lot of momentum going for. The next couple weeks, if we can keep this up and uh, hopefully we get a big win on Saturday and move that towards next week. And so we can focus on uh, West Virginia, because I think that's going to be a huge game as well. So let's keep it moving.
2: Yeah, we want to keep the momentum. We want to keep the momentum moving. I want to I want to uh I want to shout out Virginia Tech fans. And I don't mean uh I just want to thank. Virginia Tech fans has been rocking with us, rocking with the podcast. Big facts. Uh, All the people that DM us and follow us and support us every week. And, you know, some people be like, bro, i be at work and I throw the podcast on. Y'all funny as hell. (laughs) Uh, You know, I love the energy, all of that. Uh, Y'all the reason why we keep doing it, man. Uh, I want to thank all my dudes over at TP3, all the support they give uh feedback uh criticism all of that um we got we got way we got way more coming down the road um i want y'all to just be on the lookout for that
0: yes hopefully this continues to be a, a great season for virginia tech i feel like we i feel like it can be and it should be so
2: right because let me tell you, let me explain something to you motherfuckers let me explain something to you motherfuckers we gonna eat we don't be fridays we're gonna eat regardless so if they some shit they hey we on their ass but if they great positivity not even positivity i don't even want to say positivity realism if they do doing good we're gonna say what they're doing it ain't positivity or negativity it's what the fuck they doing we the mirror (laughs) i don't want to get into all that but uh thank shout outs to the fans shout outs to everybody uh Tapping in early, week, keeping us the number one Virginia Tech podcast. Listen, the, the numbers might say one thing, but the streets never lied to me. You in. Yes, That's sir. it for Don Fridays this week, man. God bless.